sneak about on the website with the guest link. And you know what? It worked. It did. We and we call this. that resourceful. Because oh. this is what? Race Chasers Podcast. The original Drag Race Fantasy League podcast. Also, your favorite podcast with us in it. Which is, for today, me, Charles. Me, Daniel. Me, Rebecca. And in a jar, the spirit of Robert. Yes. Mm-hmm. And in fact... The thing I was going to tell you that I wanted to be a surprise... <gasps> that he's here. Yes. Uh-oh. His jar is a recording he made telling us about his picks. Oh! And he made them um, after he watched the episode. And I have no idea what it says, but it is sitting on my phone. Oh, my gosh, oh I was so really exciting. hoping it was on a USB in a jar. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Uh, well, when we get to our cards, mm-hmm. then maybe we'll yeah. pause we can... the recording and no, listen no, to I'm it. No, no, I'm just gonna play it. Oh, great! And it'll be like so easy. Yeah, like technology. And then we can pause him and judge his picks. <laughs> oh my god, that is so many layers of separation from the source material. If I... Robert were here right now, he'd be really worried that we hadn't done Weeg yet. Oh, you're right. And and we would be like, you guys, it's been, down. You know, and it's been 90 seconds. And it's he'd be really seconds. worried. Yes, he would be. He'd be really worried about Speaking that. Of, wee, what's in your glass, Rebecca? Wee. Actually, my glass is empty, so I'm going to go refill it, and then I'll tell you what's in it. <gasps> have Ooh. you considered, have, how is Rebecca going to come out here and talk about how Robert would be really concerned that we hadn't gotten to weed yet? When two weeks ago, Rebecca was like, Weeg is now an occasional segment. <laughs> I think that's the only episode forever for... Uh, she said it again last week. Which I will allow that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I will have some kind of Weeg from now on. I think there's always... Room there's for always a There's always a way to Weeg. If there's a Weeg... There's, if there's a, if there's there's a, a way... way if, there's always a way to Weeg. <laughs> I think guys, that's what I'm looking for. Weeg segment... Wee wig. Week segment is the jan of this podcast. Mm. It's a try hard, and it's okay. You know, it was not that it many has... years ago that we were talking about making a book of cocktails. <laughs> you know. Do you not think Jan has a book of drag looks? Yeah, it's not coming um, anytime soon. I'm employed. Woo. So now that you have completely destroyed my love of this segment <laughs> what's in your glass what's in your glass rebecca okay this is a hibiscus limeade mm. spritzer so it's got white wine in it mm. lovely mm-hmm. and what's in our glass is it still a spritzer who's not effervescent or is it just like it's, a yes it's energy is effervescent. Does it have actual bubbles? No. Because I ran out of tonic water. Okay, fair. I just, uh, yeah. What's in my glass is a essentially a Negroni with, uh, what's in our glasses? Yeah. Daniel. With, um, I actually showed as I switched glasses on us, so that's friendly. Oh, nice. Um, the Sazer Moore Spirit Rye. Uh, Campari, and then some sweet vermouth and some like a blanc vermouth, mm. like a sweet white vermouth. Yeah. 
Um, and the other really like geeky thing on the table right now. Our three liquids. No, no, is a fat, thick. Oh yeah, juicy. juicy heirloom rainbow tomato that I grew from seed. It's a pack of seeds from 2015 from the Farmer's Museum. Mm. Shout out Cooperstown, New York. these seeds. These are beautiful seeds. Great striation and color variation on the tomatoes. Can't wait to cut it open. And maybe next week we could have um, heirloom tomato Bloody Marys. Oh. I'm hungry. Oh. Um, okay. This isn't even a morning episode. I know. Um, yeah, uh, but that sounds delicious. Know, I think. Let's okay. So, so this was a girl group <laughs> challenge. Should we get to our cards? Well, we what would Robert want us to do? I don't know how to podcast, yeah, y'all. Um, we're supposed to recap. Yes, we're supposed to do our <laughs> oh, yeah, thirty-second yeah. recap with Rebecca, so that Thank I you, can remember. Spirit of Robert in a record. Wait, is there, is there a recording of Robert saying? Do the recap. Do the recap, or like, <laughs> and or like hey y'all, stop this sidetracking this business. Is there any recording that says that? No. Okay, and dude, that's a bummer. Missed the opportunity. <laughs> oh my god, stop! The thirty-second recap with Rebecca. On your marks, get set, go. We were right. It was unanimoso for Akiria to go home. <laughs> Jan is the producer's puppet and does the win-lose math. Pandora feels like she maybe needs to ramp it up. Eureka is not feeling safe. Raja and Kylie are team captains for the maxi challenge, uplifting drag anthem and choreo. Raja picks Jan, Trinity. Kylie picks Ginger and Eureka. Pandora is picked last and ends up on team Raja. The teams create their own choreography. Runway is Hot Tropics. Trinity is the winner. Jan and Pandora are in the bottom. The assassin is Alexis Mateo. Alexis pulls Pandora's lipstick, but also Jan's lipstick, and Rue explains that in All-Star's rules, in the event of a tie, the vote returns to the top All-Star, and Trinity sends Jan home. Nice recapping, Rebecca. Nice recapping, Rebecca. Yeah, we should talk right away about that rule, that ruling. You you know we love rules here on Race Chasers Podcast. Yeah, well, yeah, and you know who our expert is on rules is Daniel, I feel like. I actually on like, am gooped that we yeah. did not realize that was going so, to be the It is rule. so obvious, right? Yeah. It's so, like a good law, it's clear. And you need, and you just have that contingency in there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, in the event where it's an odd it's number It's another vote left. from the group. Exactly. It's also interesting to me that the question came up earlier this season, but I think mm-hmm. the proper legal terminology is that no one would have standing for the question to bother to be answered when the tie vote was between Akiria and Jan because right. there was the because winner won. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that means no standing. Like you right. don't get to ask this question right now yeah. because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. It didn't exactly. affect you. Yep. Right. Yep. 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 I know the law. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but interesting. So the gag is that there's no gag there, which is a gag, and I love it. Well, the <laughs> gag, the gag though, I'm to me is that like it. this question came up earlier this season, and we didn't even like bother to like pause and really think about like, oh yeah, what would they do? Because that seems like that would be really our thing to be like. Because well, when also, she pulled both lipsticks, I was like, oh. I guess the only option is to send them both home. And I thought maybe they lip sync against each other. Yeah. And it reverts to Mama yeah. Rue's choice. Like, oh no, it's so obvious. And the answer is so obvious. Yeah. So, so Trinity has two wins now. Yep. Good job for your team, Rebecca. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank um, you. And Trinity feels like very much like that's the head of the pack now. And they had really been. We started the episode like with Jan doing math, right? 
and counting who had wins and who didn't have wins and whether or not she could see them. Um, I, I could see five people and I can see two people. That's how she, I think, said it. Um, and I think that because we started the season with so many queens and all-star seasons in the past have been so short that there's a little bit of false sense now of, you know, they know they're at the halfway point, but it's a longer run. It's, it's a longer run than previous all-star seasons. And there's a lot of room still for people to get second and third and first wins even. Mm. Well, wasn't there a season of all-stars where it was nine queens? Yeah, but this is so many more. Like, no, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm saying what you were saying is right, that yeah. there have been seasons that are so short, and that would make it right, very yeah. short, is if there are only nine right, queens. Right. That's only so many episodes until you're down to a top three. Yeah, it, two. Just, it does. It like I felt like, oh wow, two wins. Like, there's no way now. You know, like that's not no way that she won't. Like, she could still not make the top four. You know, like who Trinity K Bonet. Yeah, the two wins. It's much more likely now, yeah. probably. It's much more likely, which mm-hmm. great. But, like... I definitely feel good about having picture for a top Yeah, I just think there's more game left than I was emotionally feeling. Yeah. And then it seems like they're feeling based on... Or at least how Trinity was feeling oh, based on her joy. Oh, went home. Ugh. Jam went home. It was so fucking time, frankly. Yes. Because she has no soul. Is what RuPaul said. Yeah, let's, oh. get, let's get into some of these judges' critiques was... of the verses and the runway. That was the most devastating critique I have heard this season, at least. Mm. It is, though, the same feedback she's been getting. And if anything is true on RuPaul's Drag Race, it's that... If they bothered to tell you twice, you're not going to hear it a third time. You're going to be going home. And, you know, Rue removes a lot of the power from herself in, in an All-Stars for that. But everyone everyone there knows, too, because they're sick and tired of repeating the feedback to Jan in the workroom that she just got on stage and having her act like she doesn't get it. Yeah. Mm. Well, she doesn't get it. Yeah, not and act no like she doesn't get it. And no one is, and and no one, and it's a no one is able to give her what she needs to get there on this show. And yeah. it's like a thing that we come across like again and again of like, oh, it's like authentic's not really the right word, or like it's like, no, it's like really about probably some inner work. <laughs> like, you okay, know. here's what I think. No, and not in a bad way. Just in a, like, there's a lot of potential there still. Here's what I think it is about, like, no one can give her the work on this show. Because I actually don't believe that's true. Because okay. of the work that some of these queens actually do do out in the world. In terms of, like, A, producing shit. Or B, like, helping the community. Like, someone could have an honest conversation with Jan. Whether or not they want to do that in front of the cameras... And how that would make them be well, yeah, perceived that's what I mean. I mean, like, by the drag fandom makes it maybe, like, too risky of a maneuver, right? Like, while they're on the show, it's really important to maintain their all-star status and remember, like, how freaking closely they are being watched. Because 
I'm pretty sure that the vixen could very easily explain to Jan what it is she's doing wrong on the show. Mm. She needs a villain. And why she is such a problematic actor. I wasn't thinking about I wasn't thinking about the cast as a resource. I was thinking about like the show's not there gonna do that for her. But like, Mm -hmm. yes, certainly the the cast as has the resources to do that, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that is like but supposed think, to be the point of this challenge, in fact. That the queens the people, are there to uplift each other yeah. and be show-up queens. I think one of the people who has that capability on the season is Eureka. But yeah. I think Eureka doesn't like Jan. Yeah. Yeah, and I bet so, when they like, pull those lipsticks, work. I think Jan's name was Eureka's lipstick. Yeah. 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 Well, what do your cards say? Oh. Oh. Thinking about predictions. I'll start, because I got... Only and d- 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 one thing, right? <laughs> so, <coughs> for the winner, I had Pandora. Oh. For the lip sync assassin, I had Shangela. Uh-huh. For the lip sync winner, I had the assassin. So I got those five points. And going home, I had Pandora. Oh, you uh-huh. knew she was gonna rise or fall. I thought so from the preview when she's like, "I've got to get big or I'm done." I was like, she's swinging for the fences. Yeah. She's either out or it's going to be an amazing home run. I was pretty sure she was going to be in the bottom. Oh. Want to save she our... She almost was. Want to save our snatch? She was in the bottom. Guesses. She didn't go home, but she was in the bottom. Mmm. Yeah. We can save our snatch guesses for our sign-off. Yeah. So we'll sign off with them, y'all. And also, a uh, little applause to us for, like, accurately... Picking the week to do Snatch Game question um, guesses as the question with the um, next week being Snatch Game. I'm just we're all trying to cheers with something and like we've got like empty glasses and cans because we thirsty bitches. <laughs> okay, so Parched. I'm not there for a cheers. Charles, mm. your card. I had Eureka Hera as the winner because she, she does need to win something and. Uh, that's what I thought. <laughs> and I almost pushed her into Cabonet, and I should have, because I, too, forgot that there's plenty of game left, and there's room still. And it's actually more likely for there to be a queen get a second win than and there to be another one. And also, like, it was, was a the cha- best. Like, and when I thought about it, it was, like, the people who are going to be good at this challenge are, like, Trinity, Janin, and Janway that I don't think will win. And then, like, there's a number of people who could really rise and do well um, and win, but, like, Trinity will do well, right? Like, I knew that, and I was like, but I put her as a winner, so tough luck. Um, I had Pandora boxes going home because it wasn't going to be good, and it wasn't. Um, I I had the lip sync winner as the all-star. Oh! Which... We haven't talked about the lip sync really yet. We'll get through our cards yeah. first. It's important. But I think that there was certainly the potential there for Journey to be the winner of that lip sync. Yeah. And I think to give a little piece of strategy in my boat, and my, yeah, in my guess away, I remember that as the season goes on, the all-stars start to win more frequently. Mm. In the lip syncs. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's the... It's cream of the crop. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, it's the crust of the bread. It's the <laughs> well, yeah, it's and the, I think that Alexis Mateo is great, good, fine. Not what I was gonna say. Totally Sorry. beatable in a lip sync is what is mm-hmm. what I was gonna yes. say. She's not. She's she's a fabulous, wonderful queen, but she's not so good at a lip sync that yeah someone couldn't beat her. No, you know, yeah, not not. Not scary, like girding, you know, like not like. I mean, not, you don't want Gloria Estefan to be the track, right? I was gonna say like not like not to be tossed, not to be like tossed away, taken lightly, not to be yeah, taken no. lightly. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good fight, but she's totally beatable, exactly. you know, like yeah, yeah. Um, and then I had the assassin's peppermint because I couldn't think of anyone. Yeah. yeah, there, and so I picked the same person. Rebecca. Okay, so. So, sorry, five points for you. You got the. No, I got no points. No points for you. Yeah, no, no points for me. I did so well, you guys. I put Trinity as the winner. Nice. Um, I'm gonna go through my card and then I'm gonna go back and explain why. Then I put the assassin as Rose. Mm. And I thought it's only gonna make good TV if Rose is the assassin, if the person whose lipstick she has is Jan's. Uh, so I put Jan as going home. And she and, and I think Rose would actually make a great assassin, but then as I was yeah. thinking back, I was like, I don't know if the timelines add up right that she would have been done her season mm. soon enough to be an assassin. So I think she can. Was, Rose when, wasn't on an All Stars. No, she was on a regular. Yeah, when she comes back for All Stars. Um, and then I had the lip sync winner as the assassin. But here's what happened. Uh huh. The lip sync winner as the assassin. Mm-hmm. Got it. I actually had Jan in my winner's spot for most of the day. Then I knew I needed to go back and revise my card because I hadn't finished my snatch game guesses. So then I start doing all my snatch game guesses and I go back up to look to see what I had put on my card and forgot that this week's challenge wasn't snatch game. So then I moved Jan to the bottom thinking, Jan's not gonna do well at snatch game. I don't need to put her in the top. She's not gonna pull that out. And then I guess for some reason, I think Trinity K. is gonna win the snatch game because I put her in my number one spot. That's a great card. But Ooh. then she didn't win the Snatch Game. Points. She won the Uplifting Drag Anthem Challenge. And she deserved yeah. to. And she deserved to. She was um, so good. And Trinity's on my team. Oh, uh, 35 points for you this week. I think you may have just pulled ahead. And I really went into this like, fuck these points, Rebecca. You are really not going to win this season. I hope. That's when you do your best. I know. Frankly. When I stop caring. When I do my best work. Okay, and now for Robert's picks. Yay! Oh, welcome to the podcast. Welcome Robert. to the podcast through the magic of technology. Hey, race chasers! Sorry, I can't be there. I'm a little busy walking children in nature, and oh my god, I would fucking love to be talking about this episode because when I tell you, I gasped and clutched myself. When Trinity's wig came off in that lip sync, I am not exaggerating. I was devastated. Uh, So, anyways, would love to be there. Um, My picks this week, I had Raja as the winner. 
Um, we were getting a heavy-handed storyline edit for Pandora rising to the top, and I was tempted and ultimately said, no, that that's not where this is going to go. So I put Raja in the top. Um, I then had the lip-sync assassin as Peppermint, mm-hmm. obviously. I'm just going to keep doing that, apparently. And I had the all-star winning the lip-sync. And I thought Alexis did an amazing job. And her reveal was great. Her costume was great. It was great. Uh, I'm thinking about it as I say it. I think Trinity did a great job. She made some strange choices of her placement on stage in relationship to Alexis. It didn't seem like she was making the smartest um, dramaturgical moves uh, to be to be most <laughs> visible. But I thought that when she was visible, she was doing a great job until that fucking wig came off. Um, so I thought she would win. Um, and she didn't get the money, but she did get to send someone home. Uh, and for the bottom queen, or the eliminated queen, I put Kylie. I almost put, honestly, I put Jan at first. Um, and then I was like, no, I have Raja winning, and Raja's the team leader. And so if Jan's on her team, what are the chances that the like winner and eliminated queen are on the same team? So I like changed Jan to Pandora. I was like, no, once again, we're getting a really heavy edit for Pandora's storyline that I think I'm going to be reading too far into. I think it's not going to be, I think she's not going to deliver necessarily, but it's not going to, it's not going to send her home. So I then changed it to Kylie thinking who was the other person <laughs> that was a question mark. And I think it was amazing. And I'm sorry for doubting my teammate, even though I did lose a teammate. Oh my fucking god! It was a tie. I'm sorry. I I want to talk Robert about this episode Stone. so badly. Um, yeah. I can't wait to hear the episode. I'll duh, I'll text with you later. Um, <laughs> my bonus. I'll just make this quick. My bonus guesses for Snatch Game were Cardi right, we B, Doja Cat. Thinking about who was relevant uh, when this was filming, Kamala Harris, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> I want to see those two. And Carol Baskins. We've guessed Carol Baskins, um, you know, pandemic snatch games a couple times now. And maybe this is the one. I don't know. I'm a little little uh, shots in the dark. But I think Kamala Harris v. J.K. Rowling would be phenomenal. So um, I, I hope we're getting snatch game. All right. That Love you guys. People. Hope you're having fun. Yeah. Um, it's okay. One, one thing I'll Miss you. Oh, <laughs> he did remind us to do what's in your glass. We already did it, Robert. Okay, I guess then let's just do our snatch games now. Yeah. Okay, cool. In reverse order. Okay, so I also had Carol Baskins. Um, I was trying to think about not necessarily like match to queens who are there, but just like what's in people's wheelhouse in terms of do they want to do someone that is beloved or do they do want to do someone that is hated or do they want to do someone that is in like current lexicon or are they going to pull from history? And I just think that there's enough theater queens left that that's, that's still a pretty good guess. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So here are my other guesses. I would really like someone to do the barefoot Contessa. Uh, I think that that would be hilarious. So just staying in that vein, this other person I put down has just completely done a 180 on making what it is they do 
cool and relevant again by not fucking giving a fuck, and that's Martha Stewart. Mm, that'd be good. Like, I don't know how she just, like, had a beige house, went to jail, and came back, and now is still uncool, but doesn't give a fuck, and that makes her so cool. Yeah. So, um... Mm -hmm. I also had Amy Poehler down mm. because I think that she is imitatable. Mm. So that's another strategy I went with as I was thinking of people is I was like, oh, yeah, I they have mannerisms and sayings and a way of being that yeah. could easily be picked up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this one is just because this was hot news in 2020 and this person is terrible and that is um claire crawley from the bachelorette the bachelorette that was like already in love with one of the people and they left the show early oh yeah the for the bachelorette mm-hmm. right yeah 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 so yeah. i put she's the oldest bachelorette ever um and then so i also put okay, down her funny. replacement Tasha, the bachelorette that replaced her um that'd be a funny two-in-one mm-hmm. challenging and, um, and then I wrote down Pamela Anderson. Oh. Because mm. she got married in 2020 and was back oh. in the news. And also some of these queens are old. Mm-hmm. Yes. And would be familiar with long yes. time Pamela Anderson my, career. Yeah. My guess is definitely, I just realized, skew much older. And then um, my last one is that um, I panicked for a second and thought... Rebecca, you didn't put down any men, and it's clearly completely acceptable now to perform Snatch Game as anybody famous. Mm-hmm. And so I went through my list and then quickly wrote down Joe Exotic. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I mean, draggiest person of 2020 that's just like. Yeah. Uh, just a regular person that came out of 2020. And also Super probably a good character specifically for Snatch Game of Love. Yeah. Because I think one of the things, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more when we talk about this episode, but one of the things that I'm thinking about now is the extended challenge, honestly, of just even having it be full body as opposed to behind a desk. Yeah. With Snatch Game of Love. Yeah. And how much more movement that we saw in Snatch, we saw in Snatch Game of Love and Snatch Game at Sea. And how I think that Joe Exotic is a good character for that. Mm. You know, I think that for a while I didn't like these upgraded Snatch Games. Snatch Uh Game of blank, Snatch Game of whatever. Um, And hearing you say that, that out from behind the table thing, Charles, makes me think like, oh, this is actually a harder challenge. Yeah, it is. And that's why so many queens bomb it. Because they come ready. Well, at first they were coming ready to do Snatch Game. Yeah. And I think it is, it is, I do, and we know it's a different challenge, but it's also harder to mm-hmm. do an impression. You know, I think like, if you were like, in like the progression of learning an impression, you would probably like, do behind a desk before you then yeah. did like okay now out in the body, world you know like now a monologue as that person or okay. whatever so okay after you do your cards I have a couple <laughs> question okay. okay so yeah my card skewed much older and has men um uh Fauci I put Fauci also mm. thinking about time mm-hmm. uh I put Carol Burnett mm. I think because I was 
just thinking Carol, Carol Baskins. Baskins. Yeah. And I knew Carol Burnett was Carol Burnett. I didn't think Carol Burnett was Carol Baskins, but I think that's the where name it was Carol was. And then I had put Leah Michelle probably because of Jan. Oh, good call. And I didn't think she was going to make it. No, so yeah. I did pick someone for Jan. And Gwen Stefani. Um, just because she's been, you know, she's always in the news, I feel like. Then I put Leslie Jordan, mm. who I think would be a great pick. Mm-hmm. I've put Leslie Jordan in the past. I uh-huh. just do think too. it's a good And so thing. then I put Leslie Jones also. Uh, and then I put Jada Pinkett Smith. Because oh. Red Table Talk has been so big. And I think it would be a really... It's a choice I could see Trinity K. Bonet making. Yeah. I'm not saying it would be a good... Right. I'm not saying it would be a bad choice. I, yeah. just, I definitely see it being a choice she would make. And then lastly I put Angela Lansbury. Who I can't believe <laughs> I've never put before. But this is the cast to do it. Yeah, it is. Pandora. Yeah. She's still and on the show. The, the, honestly, Pandora or Ginger could do it. Ginger could do it, yeah. Um, I had a couple of overlapping things with Robert. I picked Cardi B. Yep. Mm-hmm. We've done. We've all picked Cardi B at some point in the past, mm-hmm. I think. Megan the Stallion. Mm-hmm. Yes. Laomi Maldonado. Yes. Mm. Uh, I would love to see someone be Laomi. Yeah. Because it could either be great and then have like the Laomi RuPaul dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Or that it would, would be, be a disaster because Ru will be like, I know Laomi. Yeah. We're together. Yeah. For four yeah. years. Yeah. You are no Laomi. Like, it yeah. could be terrible, too. Yeah. Um, Britney Spears. Um, mm-hmm. Because Free Britney, this mm-hmm. show was filmed in the spring. Free Britney has been a movement for a long time, but also, like, really gaining traction right before the show started. Well, I also think with the Britney Spears, you could also play it as, because Britney has had such an Instagram presence mm, that, yeah. there's, that there was once again, like, new relevant stuff. Like, you wouldn't have to do the head shaving and, like, the driving with the baby right. on your there's lap. New content. There's yeah, new content. There's plenty hat. of new content. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Catherine O'Hara because that would be so much I just fun. want to see it and I want to see it done well. I want to laugh at someone being Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, it's easy Moira enough Rose. that someone yeah. will do well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I also picked Kamala Harris. Didn't we see Harris. that already? No, we see, we've no. never seen Catherine Yeah, Catherine Did we saw O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara on Drag Race you, uh, Down Under. Down Under. Oh, yeah, someone did yeah. a really terrible Catherine O'Hara down there. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I almost put Kamala. Yeah, Robert yeah. did as well, I think. Dolly Parton, always a I favorite. almost put Dolly, just because well, we of how many, so southern, many queens. southern queens. Yeah. So, like, I yeah. was like, someone's going to do Dolly. Uh, and then I had to pick someone for an eighth. That's a lot more guesses than we needed. Yeah. I picked Elaine Stritch. Okay. Just yeah. people have done Carol Channing. Yeah. I'm waiting for someone to do Elaine Stritch. Yeah, that's a good guess. I also almost put Cardi and Megan, and then um, looking at the racial makeup of the cast, I did not. Well, yeah. I, I actually feel like if you, in like Snatch Guesses past, there have been more black queens left at this point. This is the... In recent seasons. Yeah, this is true. the whitest... Top six? Are we at six? I mean, we haven't even had a non-black winner for, what, three seasons mm-hmm. now? Yeah. Yeah. Top six or top seven? Yeah. 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 Top yeah. seven. yeah. Yeah. So, um, Hot Tropics, y'all. Yeah. Hot uh, Tropics. Hot Tropics. What a bummer of a runway. Uh, Do we even have to talk? 
Kylie Sonique looked amazing. Um, Michelle Visage, she lo- said her love to green hair. Hell is frozen over. Blah, blah, blah. I have a conspiracy also, theory. Also, I you have a... Yeah. Runway conspiracy theory. RuPaul looked the best RuPaul has uh, ever looked in a really long time. Do you think she assigned this bullshit <laughs> runway category tonight? Guys. Knowing that all Eureka had was a leotard? I had to go back and look again because I just, like, I wasn't I was blown obsessed. away by RuPaul's. I was way. Like, you guys were, like, clearly just, like, I know Robert was, too. Yeah, I need, to, I need to go back and look at it again. Clearly I wasn't paying attention or something. But maybe, yes, maybe it was just a chance to wear this dress. And make everybody else not look as good. We'll see some lame caftans oh. and a beach ball leotard. Which least. would be super... I would totally put, like, five of those beach ball leotards on mm-hmm. a little dance competition team. Doing Let's a, like, well, sleep on Trinity's runway. Okay. Trinity's oh, runway was, was expensive. <laughs> I want to... I want to sleep on Trinity's runway. Is it soft? Because... Because... It was beautiful. I think probably what she had to work out was to borrow that costume from someone somewhere. Random. I don't think she made or bought that. Almost two hundred thousand dollars worth of feathers. She said like one hundred and seventy-eight thousand yeah. dollars worth of feathers. Yeah. Girl, it is definitely borrowed. Right? She's talking about buying a used car. Yeah. With Ernie. because that is a you know what, and a, she can maybe she spent one hundred and seventy-eight thousand dollars. On feathers for that costume, and she could afford to because she bought a used car instead of having a car payment. That's true. That's what she would say. Could be. But you're right, no, of course she probably didn't buy it outright because she's a fucking celebrity. They don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, she's like, you know, yeah, maybe she borrowed it, but rented, whatever, mm-hmm. but like, I'm her not, ability to, yeah. I'm not saying it as a bad thing. What I'm saying is that. Um, the creativity of just wearing a carnival costume. Mm -mm. Like. I think the ability to, I think if you're talking about, I think the ability of her network, meaning she was able to access a piece of that, like, uh, virtue, right? Like, that, like, Mm -hmm. it's like a, is should be celebrated just like when Cub Mora Hall like wore an actual like Bob Mackie nightgown you know what I mean like and that is like also so so I agree that it's like not my I agree that it's like not the most exciting drag in its creativity but the the spectacle and the spectacle and also I think the like uh I think also, like, shouldn't be diminished. And also, there should be a, like, appreciation for not only the ability to choose that, but to access it. Totally. I also think that with Kamora Hall, who I think is an excellent reference to bring up at this point in terms of, like, access for runway and whatever, um is a really, really good comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were times where I was like, yes, come, Maura Hall looks great. I do find this a little sleepy. Right, but that's not what we got from CKB. What we got was 
beautiful, gorgeous wig and makeup, and a fantastic samba that also sold it. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I just, yes, but it's also just there is appreciating when someone does something that you know and you've seen and they're doing it really well, and then there is the bated breath of like, what have they come up with or created? Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah. And surprising for her. I just don't expect her to do something that flamboyant. Um, she's usually very... She, I think if I had one thing that... No, I'm not going to say that because she looked beautiful tonight. I was going to say she's afraid not to look beautiful. But I don't think that that was disproven by tonight either. No, well, we've, and she's not afraid not to look beautiful in acting challenges. You know what I mean? We've mm. seen her like be wacky in acting challenges. Um, I think that... We have? I might just not be remembering. Maybe I'm not remembering either, but I feel like we have. Hmm. Yeah. In her season, maybe. Not this season, mm. necessarily. Um, and maybe not. I could be wrong. But, um, like but I, I guess I don't typically think of her as someone who's afraid not to be beautiful. Hmm. You know um, why I think it is? Is because... You don't even bother to think that because what you do think when you think about Trinity is like she'll try everything. Yeah, she's, she's really she's, game. She's yeah. really game. She really freaking loves to hear feedback because she's going to apply it. Yeah, you she know? did today. She's been doing it this whole this whole season. Yeah. and um, and I've said it earlier this season on the podcast is that like that is something exciting and wonderful to get to see at the All Stars yeah. level is yeah, yeah is, she had a, is growth mm-hmm. and not just your suitcase yeah she had a bad verse yeah at the beginning right like and then she got feedback from Rue and, and then feedback. she won the challenge yeah. I have another conspiracy theory okay uh-huh. on this episode specifically Trinity's voice is one of the examples for this theory. Um, and the Kylie Eureka Ginger choreography spotlight when they're starting to work yeah. on their choreo is the other one, is that these queens are so good. You can see it in the result of the performance of how good they all were. They were uh-huh. going to be great. Um, so I think that you sometimes have to check in with them it. before mm. they're ready to share. Mm. And I think that Trinity was probably not going to say what she shared with Rue mm. in the workroom. Right, you know, right, it's right, like, right, right. oh, these are these are things she's like scratched down. She hasn't even edited not even a single round yet. Like she's yeah. just staring at her notes trying to pick something, hasn't listened to the track yet, doesn't even know what speed or pace she's going to use if she's rapping or singing or whatever. Yeah. Because I'm like, how else are you going to get them to sound that bad? The ability to start bad is so hard and so important. Having written a lot of cover letters. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) the ability to start being comfortable starting with something bad. Yeah. The hardest draft to write is the first one. Well, and then I think, like, as a producer, then, but a good country if song. you need to show growth, you need to make sure that you catch the bad drafts. Yeah. And I think that that's also yeah. what that first round of choreo was with the Eureka Kylie yeah. Ginger team. Is I'm like, oh, this they've been on this stage for 90 freaking seconds. You know, because like, honestly, something really oftentimes, something really honest in a first draft, that is the thing you're trying to get to. 
and Jan always starts at the third draft. She pulls her template in, and we want to know back. We want to, you know, yeah, like where's the first? Let's go back to the first draft, and like we can we can put all the framework back on. But what is the what is the thing that you were you felt you couldn't find the words to say? You know what I mean? What is the thing that where's the Where's the? We need this you to like fail early so that then we can put this polish back on that. Mm-hmm. And when you think about that specifically with the three queens that were doing that choreo moment, the thing that always tanks choreo and always has tanked choreo on RuPaul's Drag Race is never dance skill and it's always communication ability and people mm-hmm. getting frustrated with each other. And when you look at that team, Eureka and Ginger and Kylie, I'm like. These are some of the most socially well-adapted people on this show. They are going to have no problem communicating Mm, to each other, communicating that they're in a moment of frustration with each other, recognizing that they jumped out of the gate with too many ideas. Talking about it afterwards and about the importance of coming, you know, like, they really, yeah, I mean, I think that as much, there was not a doubt even when they were, like, showing us them struggling, the other queens mm-hmm. like talking shit about them like struggling to work together as a team. I was like, no, there's, there's no way they're not like, yeah, yeah, that they're they're frustrated with each other, but they're they're yeah. working every, you know, like they're working and no one's getting actually upset that they're getting like cut off or that their idea is being like, yeah. flip flopped or anything. Yeah, like they're that. kind of just letting. They're also like giving some. They also seem to be like giving some grace to people. They're like Ginger's being the leader, yeah. and like, and they they were able to like recognize that some of the, it seemed like and I'm projecting a lot probably. They were able to recognize that some of that was helpful, some of that was extraneous, mm-hmm. and the easiest thing to do was to like let take what was useful, let the rest flow, and move forward. Yeah, like ditto with Eureka, and you know Kylie. Kylie Sonique, like, very much, yeah, like, I don't know, kind of playing Peacemaker a little bit. Mm. I also was... Who also, I think, was a, for me, after this episode, was a favorite to win this episode. I thought Mm. my, one of my favorite one runways and really good in the challenge. Yeah. And the judges were impressed with her and where the producers were in the recording studio, too, which is always usually, like, a good sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought Kylie had a good week. Leland was very supportive of like everyone, which I thought was interesting. It's a super supportive episode, which yeah. is yeah. good for an episode about making a song about being supportive. Though there was Jan, and like even during the recording of Jan's verse, everybody was like, "What? What's happening? What, what's know, going on?" I think an earlier Rebecca, pre Jan hate, like me, I don't know, would say. Perhaps we are discounting the importance of Pep. As a former Pep Rally participant, this is me as former Rebecca. I actually have notes. I have notes right now in my phone about, <laughs> about, let's see here. What did I write down? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's about cheer. But it's not about Jan. Okay. It's about... Um, Eureka, and I honestly thought going into the challenge, I was like, she's not gonna write the best verse. Yeah. But she's gonna fucking mean it. She served it, it though. Yeah. She's gonna served mean it. it. She was good. Yeah. I put her as the winner in this challenge. It was missed, but yeah. Um, but what I was saying, what I wrote down is that, like, if the point 
also is when it's not your verse to bop around in the background and be the ultimate cheerleader for whoever is doing their verse. Eureka's, Eureka's going to freaking nail that. <coughs> and she right? did. And she did. She, did. She, couldn't even, she was amazing. She couldn't even stay still when they were just watching the other team do their no. choreography. Yeah, Raja too, because Raja's hair just moved so beautiful. Uh, Raja has some beautiful curly haired big wigs that just move. Yeah. That she just like knows how to move them. Yeah. Oh, and her skin was so oiled on that runway. It was amazing. She had a great runway, too. Mm-hmm. She sure did. For a, for a like rather disappointing runway challenge, I thought overall, pretty good runway. Yeah. So I was never actually worried about Pandora and the dancing. Hmm. Like, I wasn't worried about the dancing. I was worried about, like, like I was worried about the choreography. Yeah, I wasn't ever I was worried, worried about yeah. the performance, mm-hmm. and I think that I was right. It was yeah. boring. Yeah. Um, and, and awkward. And I think the thing that I did discount a little bit is I'm like, oh, if she has to spend so much time working on the choreography, which I'm like, she's going to work on it. She's going to get it right. It's going to be fine. She's not going to like be a step out of place. She's not going to look the best doing it, but she's not going to be doing it wrong. Yeah. Um, is that it doesn't leave you as much time to work on performance Mm-hmm. and nailing your lyrics and bringing confidence to the solo part of the challenge. Yeah. Well, this hadn't occurred to me before, but also, like, how interesting Pandora and Jan in the bottom, and really, Pandora was just as inauthentic as Jan is always accused of being. But not when she, she had her breakdown. Like, yeah, but, to but the how queens, is that? I thought that might have been what divided the vote. It's, but it's the same but it's the same thing I'm like but it's the same thing as Jan, right? Of Jan being like but I know I know that like some of this is like well maybe you're right, maybe it's not. Jan is saying like hundred ten percent is who I am and Pandora's saying, I know that Shy is part of because I'm hiding who I am. But she's still hiding who she is. Like yeah. I still she's still like not really she's still she's still like She's uncomfortable, and that makes me uncomfortable mm. watching her. Mm. That's you know, I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Because like, mm. she seems really uncomfortable at this point, and I feel I feel bad for her, and and but it's uncomfortable. I really appreciate that she's still around, though, because me too. I feel like my experience with like competition or working in teams is that like there usually is always some very quiet person who is very, very good at what they do that you can never really quite understand what they do or get them to talk about what they're doing or the choices they're making or... And you just know that it's coming from a place that is like a very deep well of whatever the material is that Mm -hmm. they are using. Um, And... Honestly, like, if she could talk about it or articulate uh, it, like, yeah. would... And I'm not trying to advocate for the struggling artist. I don't believe that. But for some people, the outlet is not just talking about it or communicating it in the way that, like... Well, she has to do it through easy. her art. But, yeah. but yeah. like, I actually am for, like, seeking help for trauma. Yeah. Right? Like, which might be talking about it to someone. Like, yeah. I, I'm not saying that she needs to exploit that for her art, but I bet it... But I think if... if if people are dealing with trauma and they get help for it, hopefully it will make things like their art better. I yeah. don't believe that... Mm-hmm. I believe that trauma can inform art. I don't believe you need 
to like to Be like dwell in trauma mm-hmm. in order to you know like to make yeah. I'll also say or like, like prevent yourself from healing or addressing right, the trauma. Right. I'll also say like it's okay to not. Um, it's okay to need that. Yeah, and it's good to need that, but also that Wait, can to need what? sorry to need like that help and not have got it yet as Pandora. Right. Um. But it can be incompatible with staying on the show. Right. So like it's not. A mi- like you're not selling why I should keep you here if yes. that's what you're saying mm-hmm. when I'm like but mm, but if you can't do that I think you actually are seeking it in the wrong place and I thought but it was actually the wrong tr- I actually kind of wanted Pandora to go and then we got to the post exit confessional oh. and we see Jen say you know jokingly tongue in cheek or whatever but that people want to see more of Jen on this show, and Jen does too, and RuPaul's going to get another letter from her grandma. And I'm like, this and is... And saying, like, they eliminated me because they saw me as a threat. And I'm like... No, no they eliminated no, they you because you were in the bottom three times. And also, times. like, it's yeah. not... And I'm not even going to say that there's, like, not an element of that there, but to begin there as opposed to begin... I think when you begin... Not with what people are directly telling you. That's... You should at least begin there. You can be skeptical, but you should at least she begin there. She was doing there. something that I find super white, no offense. Yes, no. Which is um, reading the room in the light most favorable to who to her. Mm-hmm. She was like... It seems like she's not in reality. It is reality. Yeah. She's just picking out... The situation the must be that, that this... fit with her yeah. narrative. Yeah. It's just confirmation bias. This is the narrative she yeah. sees for herself, so she can justify it by, like, picking and choosing the things that she's heard and seen. Yeah. Honestly, she should have been very worried when she fell into the bottom based on that tie vote between her and Akiria that came up. Last two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Two weeks ago. Because I'm like, okay, well, that was four... Four lipsticks for you, Jan, in that box. Are those four people Gonna still here? Their yeah. Mind. yeah. Right? Like, Akira went home. She had probably voted for you. So, like, there are people maybe. Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's people who two episodes thought it was your time to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then we got a little bit of reactions to Jan on the couch, and the faces that people made were just like, no. No, you don't get it. You don't get it. And I think, I honestly think Rue's comment about soul is just like, she can't have more chances. She doesn't have anything to give those more chances. I think, yeah, right. I think, yeah. I think that she definitely has more to give as a person and a queen. And I don't believe that she's incapable of that. But my advice to her would be, you need to figure out how to write a bunch of really bad first drafts. Yeah. yeah, a bunch of them. Um, and I think we touched on this, but I also just like and share them. I don't know if this is gonna sound crappy, Robert. You can cut it if I'm just being shady. But like this show, I'm not gonna say makes its money on, but a huge portion of this show is getting to hear people's backstories things they have overcome, how they have loved themselves. Like, Rue's tagline is, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? And 
I still feel like I know nothing about Jan other than that she grew up on Long Island and then she went to Boca, which I only know from our conversation. And that well, she has a grandmother who thinks that the right great. response is to tell RuPaul... I mean, that's the ultimate, like, I'll write a letter to the manager. Yeah. Like, Jan, yeah. your grandma is Karen, Karen. And... Let me tell this black man how he should never have like, vote, like, remove my white's, like, grandson and off of the, the show. And thing, the thing for me is that, like, that was very clear. But the fact that D- Jan didn't wink that she knew that, uh-huh. I'm like, no, yeah. you, need to, you need to be, you need oh, to be and, ashamed. And joke. Right, she understands a joke, but she, has, she doesn't but understand it. But she doesn't, right. under, wait, no, no, no. She doesn't understand the right part of the joke. Right. Like, she thinks the joke is that it's cute that her grandma yep. wrote a letter. And yep. I'm like, right. no, the joke is that... Your grandma is a white supremacist. Yes. <laughs> yes. Here on yes. Race Chasers Podcast, we're not just coming for Jan, we're coming for her grandma. No. Oh. No, but, but Jan, honestly. Jan, talk to your grandma. Yeah, Jan. Talk to your grandma. Don't it's let her be a letter writer. Because you're not a white supremacist. Don't let her be a letter writer. And well, it remains to be seen. I don't know her that well. I'm not, I don't want to suggest that you have to like have overcome something or been marginalized to win this show but I do want to say that the people who win this show are um from starting on day one I they were called men who dress up like women who are part of the queer community like there is something about you that has been marginalized they're like and we have had conversations well, drag, right drag right yeah like if you're doing drag is a marginal mm. has been a marginalized community in many yes so yes and we've had conversations on this podcast before um specifically about queens like Gigi good or about aquaria or um about Gottmik that have that are coming up in a new world I think the difference between when it was those queens as compared to Jan that I didn't feel that they were empty vessels in the same way. Like, I didn't... F- like, yes, Scott Mick is talking about how she was super privileged. Well, I just think Gigi it's... Good's talking about how she was super privileged and they come from these loving, supportive families but they still seem to have so much there to me. Well, here's the thing is that, like, yeah, the reason we know about their backgrounds, etc., and often in relationship to their drag is because frequently it points to the edges of society that they are pushing against through their drag. Mm-hmm. Okay, what edges of society is Jan pushing against with her drag? I just don't know, because it's not... And her not, I'm not saying she, community, like what I'm saying not. is it's not clear, yeah. and that's her responsibility, yeah. and it doesn't have to come from her struggle, but it right. is a part of winning the show. Is like, okay, how are you, right? Like, right. I mean, it should be against. Drag has become so mainstream that like it's not an. I think that if one of the banners of this show should be pushing against heteronormativity or normativity and sort of and patriarchy and in all its forms then it can't be a drag can't be being a drag can't be enough and it doesn't have to be you have to come from an adverse background or you have to have some sort of sad tragic story to say Mm -hmm. but you do have to say how are you pushing how are you pushing society Mm -hmm. and I don't 
And I just think the drag is so mainstream now that Jan has not made it clear through her drag how she is doing that. Right. Drag and that's her responsibility. And so bye. Yeah. You know. Poor, poor Trinity K. Bonet in that lip sync. We did talk about we that. We did talk about the wig coming okay, off. Well, Robert we got had a whole... Oh. We, we have to continue to sign off this week. We've already begun to sign off this week by each of us going to lay down one at a time. Robert is uh, down, you know, or up for, like, he's out, right? He's out. Rebecca's out. I'm out now. I'm going to lie down. Peace, y'all. Yeah, we're out. <laughs>